Hello everybody, I'm Richard Sampson, I'm Head of Careers and Employability at University of the Arts London. And um, I love the fact that uh, Sharia uh, referred to me as the naughty one at the back. Um, <laughs> having been the naughty one at the back of the project, and the naughty one at the back of the room. And there's something kind of naughty about creativity, and that's sort of what I want to, um, uh, to kind of refer to in this creative perspective. And actually a few years ago we had a very serious debate at UAL um, about whether uh, being disruptive was actually an employability attribute of our, our students and that we would you know, really market that as you know, hire a UAL student because they're going to be really disruptive. And, um, and uh, you can kind of see it, you can see it both ways. And you've got Schumpeter and creative destruction and how entrepreneurship destroys and, and changes and, and then we create uh, what's, is something new in, what's in the vacuum that's created. So disruption is a good thing. So I'm going to be slightly disruptive um, in, in, in thinking about learning gain. And also the other thing that I would add is that when I started, when I participated in the project at the beginning, as Sharia mentioned, I was working on graduate capital, but also something called the EASY test, which is the Employability Self-Efficacy Test at Solent University, which is, I'm happy to say, is still used, actually. Um, and, uh, but this, so I've kind of moved, I've been working three years now at UAL, and I've kind of got different lenses and different perspectives. So I'm kind of bringing both, in a way, having contributed to the shape of the, of the psychometric, and then now bringing in a, a, perhaps a, a slightly uh, new perspective, which I will share. Um, just to set the context, I mean, this is our, our purpose at UL, and we say, and this chimes with what Emily just said about um, uh, a good outcome being what the student wants, and we say that Chris employability empowers UAL students and graduates to make a living doing what they love, um, and that's what we want, we want to achieve. And, uh, and if you talk to UAL students, for the most part, we'll talk about their practice, and what is your, what is your practice, and how can you make a living by it? And, uh, and this is really true of fine art students, you know, what is your practice? My practice is taking barbed wire and hanging it on trees, you know, that's my, that's my practice. So everybody has a, most, most students, not all, but most students will have a practice. And this notion of creative practice is really the lens that I want to use when thinking, when looking back now, three years later, um, onto, uh, onto learning gain, but also learning gain for uh, creative students. Um, so, yeah, so this is going to be, as I said, a sort of creative, destructive, yeah, playful and interdisciplinary. We talked a lot about interdisciplinary and, and the, the lovely thing about employability and enterprise and uh, learning gain and actually creativity is that uh, there are so many different uh, discipline perspectives on all, of, all four of those things. And I was aware when, I was, when I'm talking about creativity uh, and employability that I refer, I certainly refer, when I look back at the, these slides, I refer to classics and English literature and psychology and sociology and uh, even theology. You'll see when we get to it, there is a theological reference. So I think you can just kind of play and, 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 and think from all of those perspectives as we reflect. So as Emily said, this is about our participation in the research. Well, I've actually seemed to have added one. We were 399 in your slide, but I seem to have achieved an extra mysterious student. So we started with 400. And, uh, <laughs> rounding up. <laughs> rounding up, yes. We're a bit sloppy with stats at the UAL. We'll just round it up. So, <laughs> so, 
so the first years, and then dropping. We dropped about 50% each time, not quite 50%, 222 and 129. So we're really thrilled that we've got 129 responses that have stayed with us throughout um, all three time points. Um, and, this is and they're representing from all of the six arts uh, colleges of London. And, uh, and lots of different disciplines. And it's just important to think that we think of, uh, we talk about other creative students because this is a specialist institution, but actually within that there's an enormous range and fine art students are so different in employability and in their thinking and so on from fashion management students, for example, or even, um, you know, um, we have uh, cosmetic science. So uh, yeah, there's just such a massive range within creative students. Um, So just kind of going, before going back into thinking about um, uh, learning gain employability, um, and because we're taking this creative perspective uh, view, I just want to have a little think about the nature of creativity, uh, because the way we think about employability at UAL is rooted in this notion, in these ideas around creativity. And Sternberg, psychology, um, says it's the process of bringing into being something novel and useful. So this note this, that, that it's about bringing something into being. Then we have Shakespeare. This is a, a quote that's often used as where does Shakespeare talk about creativity? Um, the form of things unknown, the poet's pen turns them into shape and gives to airy nothing a local habitation and a name. That's how I was going to hop from from <laughs> from discipline to discipline. But this is a lovely thing that saying Shakespeare is kind of saying the same thing as Sternberg there, that it's actually about bringing something into being, something out of airy nothing, and bringing it into being. And uh, Ranko says, originality is vital, but it must be balanced with fit and appropriateness. So it's about bringing things into being, but they must have a sort of, there must be a rationale or a reason or a context for that to happen. But this, this sort of um, bringing things into being means that we, that's why we talk about practice. What is your practice? Because your practice is about bringing something into being. I put pragmatism there, because you don't think of art students as being particularly pragmatic. But the, word, the Greek word pragma being about acts and deeds, and pragma is act, and something really important about acting, making. Most of our students will make something. They'll be engaged in action. And we talk a lot about proactivity um, and about enterprise, because when, when, when we're in this area, the, the, the notion of enterprise and bringing things into being and employability are so blurry that you can't really, really separate them. So how does that land in our understanding, our creative understanding of employability in a creative context? And we really take, we're talking, we talk actually now about the practices of employability because everything is a practice, and employability is a practice too. And uh, uh, we moved away, we decided not to decide that, that students being disruptive was, was something we were going to tell employers. But um, we have landed with something called the Creative Attributes Framework, which articulates how we are thinking about employability in the creative context. And uh, it really lands on three things. These three things at the top are the most important. And in a sense, this is the most important. So employability is about making things happen. And that's bringing in things into being, that's being acting, being pragmatic, making things. Making things happen. That stu our creative students need to, need to be able to make things happen. And that's not just make, make products or make things, but make things happen. Start a business. Take your 
your practice into the community and, and, and do something with it. They need to be able to showcase their abilities and accomplishments. So talk about their practice and showcase and articulate that to other people. So there's another whole set of practices about being, arti being able to articulate and communicate um, uh, and interact with others. And the third one, I mean, this is actually the one we've changed, we call it life-wide learning at the beginning, we're calling it navigating change now. It's a kind of broader set of practices which would underpin these. And the attributes that relate to those are making things happen, we want our students to be proactive, enterprising and agile. Those, when they're showcasing, they need to be able to communicate, connect with others, and then there's lovely creative words which is storytelling. We want our students to be able to tell their stories. Um, and then through to, to navigate change, we need them to be curious, and that's about their creativity, to be continuously curious, to be self-efficacious, so self-efficacy is still in there, um, and resilience. Um, and that shows my roots in, uh, in my work at Portsmouth and so it's still there um, in the framework. So, but but the, the lens really that we're using now is, is practice. And, and because these still feel quite abstract, the way we talk about it now is we have practices of employability. Um, so under proactivity, we might we say a practice of proactivity is to call out to online networks and communities for support and expertise. So that's a practice. These are the practices. This is the way we talk to students about it. Being enterprising, you start a crowdfunding campaign. Being agile, you learn new software and apps quickly when needed. So it always lands in, in these practices, and then I could go on as a whole actually gone forever developing and talking about the practices of employability. This is just to reinforce this, this mindset as we think um, about what we're trying to encourage our students to do. So when I then revisit three years later and come back, and apologies, apologies to everyone, apologies to Martin Luther. I don't know if you're familiar, any theologians in the room, but he, the, the whole Protestant Reformation in the 16th century that swept Europe was based on the idea that you could be saved or um, uh, justified, I think was the word, by faith alone. You didn't have to do deeds anymore. That was very Catholic. You, you're, only, you're justified by your faith and what you think. And actually, when I went back and looked at all the, the items and thinking about what, how we're thinking about employability, there's um, uh, we talk a lot about the beliefs and we're exploring what people think and what they believe and the self-perceptions and, and so on and so forth. But when having spent three years sort of embedded in practices, which are the deeds of employability, I just saw this funny kind of dichotomy between the faith of employability and the deeds of employability. So, and it's not that the faith was wrong, but that there's the deeds piece that I've become particularly, uh, particularly focused on and interested in the creative context. So what we did, um, that's uh, Hannah Breslin, who was part of the is part of the, uh, the, the UAL, um, uh, part of the project, he's now on maternity and has just had a baby, um, so she's very happy but she can't be here today. But what we did together was we went back and revisited the 156, I think, items in the questionnaire and said what, which were items of these express this, understa this understanding of employability of uh, practices. What are the, where, where do we see the practices of employability uh, within these items? Um, and we found, interestingly, for, uh, making things happen was the hardest one. Um, we found five items which we felt, and we asked uh, various other raters to look at it, and think, and, and kind of we all boiled down to about five of those items which you could say are really about the practices of making things happen. And about 18 items uh, on showcasing abilities, the practices of showcasing and communicating and connecting. 
that there are actually lots about, because we're going back into self-efficacy and resilience and so on, quite a lot around the practices of navigating change. There's 25 items there. So we thought, let's, let's play with this data and see if we can see if, if we add the scores together, where there are some constructs that we'd not really thought of before. The original constructs being capital and uh, growth mindset and, and so on. But are there, it's kind of hidden in here, we kind of became curious, are there hidden in here some creative attribute constructs or employability practice constructs? So we added the scores together and to see what would happen, see if there's a making things happen construct, a navigating change construct and a showcasing abilities and accomplishments construct. We just added the scores and just played with the data to see if we had something that looks realistic. And actually we got some nice, there's some really nice normal um, curves out of that. So on the basis of that we're going to, what we propose to do is say, okay, if we're going to take these constructs around the creative attributes framework and explore them in the data, um, uh, we want to, first of all, just to see, our first question would be whether creative students, having just dis dis distanced myself from the notion of a creative student mm -hmm. of purity, but whether our, the, our uh, students from creative disciplines would be different in any way statistically from students from other disciplines, from science, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't know the answer yet because we've only just got as far as saying, oh, look, we've got some, you know, we can find some other constructs within the data. Then we want to know, just as Emily uh, uh, described, do, they, do the CAF constructs develop over time? Do students come in um, sort of with uh, sort of low making things happen and then as they, as they go through the university experience kind of come out um, much more, uh, with these practices much more strongly exhibited? Um, and then finally we want to look at um, whether these, these constructs, how they relate to other constructs, how would they relate to graduate capital, how do they relate to psychological capital, so I'm sure there are lots of interrelationships um, and uh, it'd be really interesting to see if there are differences, how they relate to those things. So that's a, a kind of snapshot of where we are and where we're thinking about from a creative perspective about employability, how we're thinking about the data, having just got time point three, uh, we don't, uh, we haven't got, we haven't actually got as far as doing the, doing, doing these things yet. Um, but I just wanted to share with you where we are on that, um, on that journey um, and thinking about employability and learning gain from a creative perspective. <laughs>